0: Welcome to Urban Foundry. All opinions expressed by Andrew Urban, Paige O'Neill, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Collier's International, Inc. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Collier's International may maintain positions in the properties discussed in this podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Urban Foundry podcast, your go-to source for urban real estate news and conversations. I'm Andrew Urban.
2: And I'm Paige O'Neill, and we will be your co host as we explore the future of downtown real estate. This This is is Urban Urban Foundry.
1: Foundry. Welcome back to Urban Foundry for another weekly short. I'm here with Paige O'Neill.
2: Hey, everybody.
1: All right. And today we have a really interesting kind of topic. We recently were in Chicago Mm -hmm. for a full week. And for those of you that follow the news... You probably have heard quite a bit about crime and how the city's going to hell in a handbasket and how there's carjackings in broad daylight. And, you know, obviously the mayor recently, Lori Lightfoot lost her job and there's going to be a new mayor in town. And obviously there's a lot of changes away and a lot of business leaders have made some moves. Citadel has moved their hedge fund. Ken Griffith, very famous Chicagoan moving to Miami, Mm -hmm. South Florida, Caterpillar moved from Peoria to Chicago, maybe seven years ago, and then decided, hey, we're going to move to Irving, Texas. And and then Boeing as well has decided to move their headquarters to Washington, D.C. So the last 12 to 18 months has been a lot of negative, negative PR and press about the city of Chicago, but
2: we're here to report differently.
1: Yeah. I think there's been a lot of media bias for whatever reason and a lot of narrative around this. And we were there, and we, you know, Urban Foundry. You know, we know no limits. We're gonna go dig for the story. And We went there, boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Paige, I'm gonna tell a story about you, real quick. Oh no! Because when you were first pulling in to the hotel, I was there before you, right? Yeah. You're like,
2: yeah, I did say, like, what's the parking situation like? Is it safe? safe? Is it? You know Well, because right? I, like, I, I was telling my parents that I was going to Chicago and they're like, don't walk anywhere by yourself, park your car, never go back to it. And I was like, okay, what am I walking into? Like I used to live in Chicago. It was, it's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. So I was a little nervous because of everything I've been reading and everything I've been hearing because everything is clickbait and we like to be scared. If it bleeds, it leads. Right.
1: And what was, I think I said something to you, probably pretty snarky.
2: You're like, There's Lululemon and Sweet Greens around. You'll be fine. You're okay. Yeah.
1: I was gonna call you a Karen, but then I was like, that's pretty. (laughs) That's a little bit too far. That's that's a little bit. There's a lot. That was a.
2: That would've been a little harsh. That would've been. Yeah. I would have not.
1: So I toned it down a little bit because I thought, you know what, that's not nice to say to somebody. (laughs) And you got there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What did you think?
2: It was awesome. From the ten years ago that I lived there, the city has completely changed in the in the way that it's completely been more built up than it was 10 years Correct. ago and i never well once felt unsafe even walking home from a bar at 1 a.m. Yeah. I mean and then
1: did i make everybody that would come with me take the metro?
2: Yes, we took public transportation. It was fine. Totally fine. I nothing never had, saw no, a gun nothing or bad bullets. Happened. I didn't even hear bullets.
1: And, and obviously, I think this is important to say, right? Like every city has its good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We stayed in Fulton Market, which is one of the hottest sub-markets for commercial real estate investment. And we traveled between there and the loop, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Yards. So that area, mm-hmm. right, which is, you know, kind of one of the nicer areas of Chicago. So yeah, so they're definitely... I know that there are real crime problems in other neighborhoods there is not to make light right. of some of the, the factualness of these reports but the way the more media portrays it is that you can't walk down the street without getting mugged correct which was not our experience not at all. the
2: case no
1: no not at all and for our listeners that are somewhat familiar with the city of Chicago we told you where we stayed we toured a number of new Office and laboratory projects, both in Fulton Market and Lincoln Yards, all were very impressive. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. But then we also toured the recent renovations of the Willis Tower Mm -hmm. and what that former Sears Tower, for those of you that still call it Sears Tower, and see what that has become as they've tried to reposition that asset back into its former glory. And that was really cool.
2: It was amazing. I wish that I worked there. No offense to this building, but... It was awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the amenities. And I've spent a lot of time in Chicago over the years, uh, lived there for a brief period of time. Back in uh, the financial crisis, Paige, you lived there longer than I did. Mm -hmm. But it's always been, as a kid from Cleveland, Ohio, Chicago has always been the cool older uncle right. that we all wanted to be like right. as a city. Right. And Cleveland has a lot of parallels from the fact we're both on lakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We both have a deep industrial heritage. So when I go to Chicago, I feel probably more at home than I do at in Indianapolis sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. cause there's so many parallels. Yeah, And there's a lot of people that I grew up with and a lot of people from the Midwest and cities like Cleveland, Detroit end up moving to Chicago anyway. So mm-hmm. it's easy to find those people, mm-hmm. right. And right. kind of make connections really quick. So for me, I've always had this love of the city and I've always felt like if there was a major city I could live in easily, it'd be Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've lived in New York and I was, I had that experience and I go, right. you know, I think about it and then America's second city. And naturally I think it, it just got a bad rap yeah. for whatever reason. The other reality, too, is just looking at the number of cranes and the activity going on, Mm -hmm. something's not matching between the narrative and what's actually happening.
2: Well, I would say, too, like just thinking of the night that we went out to dinner, we were sitting in a bar that just opened a year before that. So they opened in 2022, post-COVID, and they're still cranking it out. So it's a new operation for this bar, but they're doing well and they're thriving and there's people in there. It wasn't just us. They were having trivia. So people are going back out. So the scared city or the city's not what it used to be narrative really needs to switch.
1: Yeah. And it seems like it's this big negative connotation. You know, the other impression that I had and Paige, I'd be curious to get your thoughts was you know, there it, there is other trends, other challenges from a real estate standpoint that are still occurring, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the talking with the brokers of Willis Tower, also talking about what they're seeing tenant movement in the market is, there is this movement. And we've talked with a number of developers and other people on this podcast towards what we would call more approachable buildings away from when I say trophy towers, that means, you know, the big shiny, Mm -hmm. you know, Wacker drive addresses or the, you know, central loop addresses, which is their kind of core dense, you know, CBD into projects that are in Fulton market that are, you know, when we were walking around there, they were impressive buildings, but they didn't intimidate. Right. In a way that you walk up to a 3 million square feet of Willis tower. Yeah. It has a, very big presence right. <laughs> right
2: right well i think that's why most people like when you're in new york you're like just craving like grass or yeah. open area because it can feel so consuming around you all the time that's like when we were in fulton market i was like this is like feels like the burbs of it feels chicago like a neighborhood yeah right it was very it felt comfortable it was very welcoming i mean the shops that were there was the free people and uh Anthropology and they were just like popped in random places. They weren't like in your face, these shops.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, and it was interesting is kind of, I thought about that point and I thought about life in New York and that real estate. I feel like Chicago does architecture better Mm -hmm. and it's because the setbacks are greater from the street right right even in the loop you don't feel like you're necessarily in the jungle like you are in like midtown or lower manhattan Mm -hmm. um and i do feel like other than a few buildings in new york that have amazing presences uh chicago's some of their trophy towers just because of just nature of a little bit less dense Mm -hmm. you know some of the lobbies in that feel a lot more impressive right Right. Yeah. And the other beautiful thing that I learned on my trip to Chicago, and this is, you know, you you might laugh when you hear this is (laughs) I was asking, you know, some architects and others and they go, Hey, did you ever notice that there's no trash on the street in Chicago? And I thought, and I went, you're right. There is no trash on the street. And they say, well, one of the plans after the great fire was to put everything in alleys or behind the building. And it was interesting because in New York, if you've ever been there in August, especially my
2: biggest pet peeve about New York. There's trash everywhere. There's trash everywhere. And it's lined up. In on your streets. face.
1: Smells. Smells. Just leaking on the it. sidewalk. Makes yeah, your shoes it's, dirty. It's, that's right? the worst
2: part about it. But it's also like, that's, that's New York. There are not a ton of alleyways. Right. There's not a ton of other places to put trash. And there's so many people. You have a lot of trash.
1: Right. And someone, I saw this. I can't remember where it was. I think it might have been LinkedIn. Someone called Chicago America's Rome. Hmm. And that's a pretty heavy metaphor, but you know, the, the idea of Rome and, and for the listeners out there that are falling asleep, Rome (laughs) (laughs) at one time was kind of the world city, Mm -hmm. right? And it was master planned, very grand. And I mean, if you go to Rome, Italy, you see the ruins of it. Page will be in Italy here at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought about it and I went, hmm, that's a big thing to say. But then if you think about the heritage of architecture, you think about the heritage of urban planning. And a lot of that was enabled by the Chicago fire, kind of wiping everything to the ground and saying, Okay, we guys, we get to start fresh. Right. We can do this right. Right. I think it is really true. And I think it's 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 probably silly for the media to call for the death of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see that no. based on what we saw.
2: No, I don't either. And so it just makes you wonder what is the reputation of Indianapolis Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as bad as
1: yeah we're seeing it in a small way here
2: but yeah that's what I'm saying so like northerners I will call them Carmelites yeah those who shall not be named sure you know who you are yeah are scared of Indianapolis downtown Indianapolis or they don't want to come down here or they think crime which crime might be up but there's also more people so naturally crime is going to be up
1: yeah I mean, I think looking at the numbers, I mean, there has been an increase in crime in major urban areas, right? And but there's there's a lot of reasons for that. But at the same time, it's not necessarily as pervasive as the media would make you think it is, right? And the fact that it's holding people back from visiting, living, or working in these places kind of scares me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That a narrative and a twist, and maybe some hyper, you know, hyperbole can make a big material damage to the cities that can take years to un- unwind. Right. And so I, I'm curious to think about, you know, as we visit Chicago and said, Hey, the, the reports don't really match the reality that we're seeing on the ground, what a city can do to shift the narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you need to hire a PR consultant.
2: Right. Like a crisis PR up on the opposite side.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll give some big, kudos because there are some reporters out there that are trying to dig beneath the surface. You know, shout out to Mickey Shuey at the Indianapolis Business Journal. Um, They ran a piece in February, really digging through the numbers to really uncover like what's really going on here. Mm -hmm. And I thought they approached it in an extremely objective, thoughtful kind of way. So kudos to them uh, and for doing that. But I'm curious because I think the easy button for media is to just paint it negative because people are going to click on it. Right. No one wants to hear. Oh, our city's safe and clean, and it's it's amazing.
2: Right. Well, and I think it also is a, a large part of it's who you surround yourself with. So I'm just thinking on my mm-hmm. personal experience, and shame on me for being so naive. Most people who I follow on social media are like myself. Yeah. So your echo chamber. Yeah. So white mothers. <laughs>
1: right. Sorry. Of young, young children. Have young children. Yeah.
2: Who, if you hear something, you're gonna be. It's going to, you're going to be yeah. scared because you want to protect your young and right. or yourself. And so that, I was like, just thinking of that, I was like, oh, well, this is where I kept seeing all these like Chicago crime here and there through social media. It's because of who I'm following who live in Chicago.
1: Well, and I mean, it's natural to an extent, right? You want to protect yourself and your children. Right. And so you don't want to place yourself in risky situations. Right. But the reality is it's, it's not nearly as pervasive as people make it seem. Yeah. Right? And so I'll be curious, what was your favorite part of your time in Chicago?
2: The Willis Tower was awesome. Yeah. I mean, hands down, if I could, if that building could be thrown up here or any of the amenities, like the, The gym was on a whole level on like, it was either on the 30th floor or the 60th floor. I can't really remember. They were telling us that there's a bar that opens at three o'clock in the office and by four o'clock it's packed. And that just creates such a great culture for not only your company that is working there, but the entire building. So as a former single person (laughs) of many years, Mm -hmm. that would have been an awesome experience just to meet different people. And from a networking standpoint in business, what a great opportunity to meet other people in the building and what opportunities can come of that.
1: Yeah. That's the interesting thing. And you know, there's, we've talked a lot about the return to of office and, and struggles a lot of companies are having regarding how do we get people back? And I think back to like your point on networking, mm-hmm. right? That was the first thing I thought of. I haven't drank in, in 10 years. Right. But I still go to bars. Right. Right. right, And I still network and like to meet people. And I think that's something that we had lost. And I think a lot of workers overlook the importance of, you know, it's, it's the word. And I did not come up with this word, Uh, a good friend uh, of the podcast, Sam Corey came up with this word. I think he's the one that told me it, at least it was the who luck, the who, you know, kind of luck, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's one thing in your professional career to be technically competent to have good performance, but there's an element of any career, no matter what industry you're in of the kind of the who mm-hmm. luck mm-hmm. that you get to meet or an opportunity that comes up. Right. That, you know, just doesn't happen. I just don't understand how that's going to happen if you're permanently remote or hybrid most of the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time how Indianapolis is a small town and it's literally about who, you know, but like take that out of it. Then everyone's in these weird individual silos without,
1: Collaborating, talking informally, yeah. working together, building rapport—all those things build a company's or an organization's culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to see kind of your reaction to it. You know, it, in some ways, you know, talking about amenity floors and fitness centers as as an advisor broker we do that all day with our clients, right? right? You become a little bit numb to it. Right. You're like, Oh great. There's 20 Pelotons. Okay. I just saw that in that other building. Yeah. Or this other 50 buildings. Right. We're paid. You don't it's, go I'm on still the very tours, No. Right? And
2: I'm yeah. still very, I'm coming from a world where my office was my store. Yeah. And my, like our lunchroom was like in the back stock room. So it's like, it's completely different from me coming in very green, very seeing it for the first time.
1: Yeah. I thought that was a valuable impression, at least for me to see, you know, I think the brokers all are like, oh, all right. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, this is cool. Right. Yeah. This is really well done. Right. right. And this are impressive views for sure. But you're also kind of like, okay, yeah, I've seen that a million times. Okay. It doesn't mean anything to us, but to get like your impression and some of the other people in our tour group I think it was really eye-opening for me because it, I saw kind of some light bulbs go off mm-hmm. and some excitement from mm-hmm. people that made me think about some of the messages that we talk about of a good functional design of the office space, amenities being an important factor in people's decisions. And it kind of maybe reignited how I talked about some of those things mm-hmm. and portrayed them to clients because a lot of times I was very laissez-faire about it just because there's been so much chatter about it in our world. Right. But to see how it maybe there was real value that, that others can derive from it.
2: Well, I think really if, you, cool. if you think about if you're walking your clients through the space and you're really trying to wow them, that, that's a space that's going to wow them versus the competitor. They might look similar, but we're we're not in a market right now where we know office space is very much readily available. Right. So how do you set yourself apart and make people want to come rent your space? Yeah. I think they knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. And I think the other thing is, like, to your point, there's a lot of space out there, but the more we work with clients, the space that moves the needles for them is actually a lot rarer Mm -hmm. than you would expect. Yeah. Right. And so we toured, you know, that building and we toured a number of buildings in Fulton Market and one of the newest buildings in Lincoln Yards. And all those buildings were impressive. Right. They were impressive in a different way than Willis Tower. They're they're built on similar but different kind of value propositions. And I can see why there is interest in both. And, and it'll be curious to see how tenants begin to shake this out as they kind of continue to reevaluate their their office space needs. It, I, it, it's really kind of fascinating to see this shake out in real time. And I, I was kind of hopeful. I yeah. left Chicago in a way that was really optimistic for the future and optimistic for Indianapolis as a result, because I know that there's a lot of great people who we've had on this podcast that are creative, thoughtful, really trying to push the boundaries. And I think there's going to be great opportunities for those people, people that rest on the laurels and think about office space or urban development in the same way that we've always thought about it. I think we'll really struggle to have success. Yeah, I agree. Right. The rules are being rewritten every single day. And I think we'll see more and more buildings kind of hopefully make trips, really see. And I think the one piece of advice that I kind of left with that I would give any client or person I collaborate with to say, hey, go and see these projects. I think maybe Paige, you heard me early this week calling one of our clients saying, hey, we need to make a trip to Chicago. Yeah. We need to see what's going on here because it's pretty neat. Let's go steal that, bring it here. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the only way, right? I mean, we, we're, it's the only way we're going to get out of this, kind of retransform transform Yeah. What were your kind of leaving impressions of Chicago?
2: Honestly, I like, I want to go back. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm hearing it. Hearing Would you I
1: take go, a family That's.
2: I was going to say marriage. that. Okay. I don't know if I'd bring the my girls back, but I mean, think for, for children, the American girls stores there. It's like a three. I haven't been there
1: Not for children help for my wife.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, magnificent mile. I walked it on Thursday morning. Still great. Yeah. <laughs> they can still take your money. <laughs> um, I mean, there's no better time to go to Chicago than in the summer. So
1: as they say, one of the greatest places in the world in the middle of June, July, mm-hmm. you know,
2: Cubs games. Yeah. Or white right. Sox. I know my cousin's going to hate me for saying Cubs. It's <laughs> a huge white socks. There's a
1: white Sox. Uh, obviously it's a different part of the city, but yeah some really interesting new projects going on in the South side as well. Mm-hmm. And I was hopeful to see that too. Yeah. So I, I think to all of our listeners, a the report from the ground was it's not as bad as the media is portrayed and you should not be afraid to go visit the city of Chicago right, and enjoy everything that's there and do your little part to dispel some of the myths
2: well, and I think it's cool to see the growth. So I haven't done that drive in ten years. So I was I was texting you. I was like, Oh my god, Whitestown, which is five minutes from my house, right. is huge. There's so many industrial buildings going up. Crown Point is like booming. So it's it's cool to see the evolution throughout the years and it's not slowing down so everyone better get on board got to got to go visit your local chicago it's only a (laughs) three-hour drive
1: easy to get to O'Hare is a major airport yeah right i mean it's it shouldn't be hard it's a great weekend trip
2: do they still have the mega bus
1: I, I had imagined, I don't know, I haven't taken a mega bus since 2007, but I'm sure it's still
2: probably still there,
1: still around, but it's worth a visit. And it's, it's an example of, you know, as cities, and I think Chicago has this attitude as a city is like, Hey, like you're not going to count us out.
2: Right. (laughs) They're here to fight. We might trip, we might stumble,
1: but we're going to finish the race every single time. Right. and It was cool to see that in action. All right. Thank you to all of our listeners for this weekly short. Until next time, I'm Andrew Urban.
2: I'm Paige O'Neill.
1: This is Urban Foundry.
2: If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to like or follow us on LinkedIn and YouTube at Urban Foundry Podcast.